Welcome to Intuitive Eating for Christian Women. I'm your co-host, Erin Todd. I'm a writer and an intuitive eater. And I'm your co-host, Charlie Castle, registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. We're here to help you discover whole health for your mind, body, and soul. That's right. Our goal is to embody scripture, ditch dieting, and live on purpose. Woo! Woo! Yes, girl. Welcome to the very first episode in our new book club series. Y'all, we are so excited to kick off this book club series. And since it's new, let me just explain how this is going to work so you can know what to expect and get as excited as we are. So as you have probably heard us say before, ladies, we don't want you just listening to the podcast. Now, more than ever, we think it's time to lean into community and explore some of the amazing resources that we already have out here to support us on our intuitive eating journeys with Jesus. We just so happen to have several amazing books that we can take advantage of. And what's better than reading an incredible book that teaches you, encourages you, and challenges you? Talking about it with like-minded women and getting even more out of it by sharing the experience. That's right. We are going to level up our reading by doing it together. So our first book that we're going to read together as a community is Grace food and everything in between by Aubrey Goldbeck. So if you want to read along, this is how we're going to do it. You grab your copy now, wherever you buy your books and get started reading. And we're going to have a podcast episode specifically about the book. That's what you're listening to right now so that you will have access to some information on the book. See if you want to read it and decide that, hey, yeah, I do want to read it and get excited for reading it. And then the following month, what we're going to be doing is hosting a live book club meeting in our membership site. So while everybody is going to have access to the podcast episode that tells you about the book, only members are going to be invited to the live book club meeting. And what we're doing over there is really getting into it, having these hard conversations. And best of all, we are going to be sharing that experience for as many books as possible with the author herself. So I'm pretty excited for the prospect of getting together and having a live Q&A with Aubrey talking about this book as a community. So again, you do have to be a member to access the book club Zoom, but you can join just for the month of the meeting and then cancel your membership after that if you like. No hard feelings, we promise. You can get all of the details on the membership site over on our podcast website, intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com. That's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com. So now that you know what the book club is going to be about, let's go ahead and jump in to our conversation today with Aubrey about grace, food, and everything in between. Okay, welcome, Aubrey. You're our very first author on our book club series. Woo! Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. I'm honored. Okay, we have been like meaning to do this forever. It's kind of shocking that it's taken this long because this book is foundational to both of our stories and basically everything that we're doing on this podcast. So this is a long time overdue. I needed to state that for the record. Mm -hmm. So, um, so Aubrey, I would like for you to start us off and telling us kind of like the God story behind this book. Why did you write this? What was the Lord doing in your life when you wrote this? Let's just hear it. Oh, man. Okay. The Lord was doing a lot of things. Um, 
this book is called Grace, Food, and Everything in Between because mainly the Lord was teaching me up as a Christian. Um, my I, my dad was actually a pastor part-time, um, and I really got to a point where my faith needed to become my own. I realized that my faith was actually in my own works and in my own holiness, you know, apart from God. I had read the Bible. I had done all the things all of my life, and I loved the Lord, but I didn't know about grace. Um, and he started to just reveal to me that it was all about what he did for me. It was all about his grace. It was all about how much he loved me and not about how good I could be. And at the same time, I was going through um, a very typical struggle for women, and that was trying to control my body um, and fit into a ideal mold. I'd always been an athlete. Um, I'd always been a good student. And so I'd left college. And the only thing I had left to control was my appearance. I was also a registered dietitian. I became a registered dietitian to help people who were struggling with their body size, um, witnessing women in my life struggle and be not confident. Um, of course, I thought the solution was something completely different <laughs> than what I landed on. Um, I thought it was perfect eating, perfect exercising, just knowledge. I thought it was all about knowledge and changing our body size. Um, but as the Lord started to reveal grace to me and the truth of the gospel um, and my new identity in him, that my identity was firm um, and that I was righteous by his works, not by my own, I then um, started to realize that maybe changing my body and eating perfectly wasn't the answer. Um, the Lord actually uh, started to show me some really cool things. He started he started to show me some miracles, which sounds crazy, but growing up like Baptist, we just kind of believed all that was dead. Um, and I started to see some really cool things, some people getting healed, um, praying for people and them getting healed, crazy things outside of my outside of my experience. And that opened my eyes that maybe God is really good. Maybe he's really powerful. Maybe I can trust him. And I'm not just reading this Bible so I can go to heaven someday. Um, and so I asked him about food. Show me, Lord. I, you know, I'm trying to help these people, my patients in the hospital. I'm trying to help my loved ones, but it's not working. Um, you know, they're not able to go on these diets. I don't feel like I'm being effective. Um, I'm, you know, and I opened my Bible and, you know, I did searches online, verses about food, right? But at the same time, I was also reading my New Testament, like, voraciously, voraciously, um, and really, like, just taking in, especially Paul's writings um, about grace. And I started to see a million little things that it wasn't about these food laws. There was no, especially since Jesus came, there was no perfect way to eat, but it was about um, trusting God, leaning on the Holy Spirit, um, and letting our new identity um, dictate our lives. So then I also knew I needed to write a book. I've always loved writing. Um, so I started writing this book, and 
you know, I didn't have any sort of platform at all. I think I'd started Instagram and I had like, you know, my best friends and my mom following me. Um, but I was young enough and bold enough to just write it anyways, I guess. I don't know. Um, and so I wrote the book based off of who I was seeing in my practice that time. So my experience, I had shifted my practice. I opened my own practice and I was seeing clients one-on-one and teaching them about intuitive eating and the principles I had learned in the Bible about eating. And then I decided to write this book because when I looked out there, there was really no, maybe I'm getting into another question right now, I'm sure, but there was really no books that I had found um, that were about eating and our relationship with our bodies that did not, and God, that did not prescribe a diet or point to rules, willpower, restriction as the answer. Um, And so I really just felt strongly that I needed to write this and get it out there right away. Since that time, there has been some really awesome books come out, and I'm sure you guys are going to interview people, some of those writers. Mm -hmm. But yes, so that's, that's sort of the short version, if you can call it short, of this, of this book being written. Yeah, so, so good. Tell us who this book is for. Sure, yeah, and I actually um, highlighted a section in my introduction for this. Um, I was telling these ladies before the podcast that I'm sure I wrote it better than I will say it, so <laughs> I will read that. I said, this book is for all those who are stuck in a cycle of shame, dieting, and low self-worth. It's for my fellow control freaks and perfectionists who can't seem to let go of the reins on their life and entrust them to God. It's for those in bondage to a barrage of food and body image concerns. It's for the well-intending people saying, I just want to know how to eat healthfully. But mostly it's for the people who, like me, are sick of striving for worthiness and are in need of the overwhelming all-encompassing good news of grace. Um, so hopefully that hit a lot of us. But I would say, you know, like any, I think any author will tell you this. If they're honest, most authors write to themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Most of us are writing to ourselves. And who I was at the time when I would have needed this book was a perfectionist, someone who thought I had to earn my righteousness, even though I had grown up in the church. I really had a distorted view of God's grace. Um, And I think even Christians who first understood the gospel, our view can get distorted after living in this world for a time. And we need to be reminded of the very truth. You know, in Hebrews 12, I was actually reading this today, is talking about how God is going to shake everything once more. And only those things that cannot be shaken will remain. And sometimes we need to be shook up in our lives and see what remains. And it's the kingdom of God. It's the gospel. Um, And to just remind ourselves what that actually is. So this book is mainly a message of the gospel. But if your struggle is with food and dieting, low self-worth and body image, then it's going to really um, speak to you, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely does. I love that you put it that way too. Like this is a book about the gospel, <laughs> but it's going to speak <laughs> to you about food and body too, because the gospel really applies to 
every facet of our life. And I think there's just very few things with the exception of, you know, your book, Aubrey, and a few other books that, that explain it in that way that allow us to get from A to B and apply gospel over here to food and body and our daily lives and all of that. And it is so wonderful for that. So, um, yeah, I, I, your, um, subtitle for this book is discover the transforming power of grace to set you free from food and body shame. Um, and I'm really, I'm really seeing the transforming power of grace, especially having gone back and read all the parts of your book that I highlighted and wrote so many like notes to myself and the margins and everything. Like it really is powerful. And so, um, transformation does seem kind of like a big lofty word, but go, go ahead and give us a picture of like, what is going to happen? What is this reader's journey? What are they going to learn? Um, what do you, teaching this perfectionist who is used to earning her righteousness. Let's, let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, the, the word, the word transformation to me comes from Romans 12, um, where we talk about how we'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I think that's a favorite verse for so many people. Um, and that is really what I'm trying to help the reader walk through is to renew their beliefs about God, about themselves, um, and about food through scripture primarily, because that is, you know, the thing that transforms us also through testimonies. Um, and then also thirdly through um, scientific research that has to do with intuitive eating, health at every size principles. Um, and so we start the first half of the book is very much about our belief systems around um, grace and God and also our worth not being in our body size and our weight also um, just around transforming our mind. So literally the first half of the book is pretty heavy mental, emotional work, I would say spiritual work. Um, and then the second half is where I get into the nitty gritty of um, kind of the relating the principles of intuitive eating to scripture, scientific basis of that and how to practically apply that. So I also have um, review questions at the end of each chapter. If you want to go through this with a group, which I know Erin and Charlie are doing this really cool book club series, um, or if you just want to dig into that yourself and journal, that's a part of the transformation process. I really try to make this based heavily based on scripture. So there's a lot of scriptures throughout. Um, when I was writing this, I had the conviction that I didn't need to be reading any other books, which is very not normal for writing a book. Usually you read a bunch of other books and you quote them all throughout your um, writing. I certainly was influenced by like scientific literature and intuitive eating, but um, God impressed on my heart that it needed to be mainly influenced by scripture. So I have put a lot of that in here and that is how your mind is going to be transformed by reading these things, wrestling with the Lord through them so that you can change your beliefs um, about yourself and about food and about God. And that is the process I would say. Yeah. That's so fantastic. And I, I love, it has to start with the truth, the foundational truth setup of the whole thing. And so, um, I appreciate the amount of, um, time you spent there and the amount of, of depth we got out of that, because it, without that part, you can't even, the practical applications never going to work if you don't have yeah. your mind renewed stuff um 
done first. And I really appreciate, um, yeah, the reflection questions. I journaled a lot of them and some of the journaling I was doing just right in the book, but um, they're meaty enough questions where if you're a journaler, women who are listening who are journalers, seriously, like you could spend massive amounts of time going through these and really pouring it out. Um, I think it's such a waste when we just like read something and like, don't even bother to sit with the question, let alone journal it. And then like, just start the next chapter. Like I would advise somebody who's reading this for the first time um, to really savor it and go slow and dig in. And uh, I think that is part of the reason we want to do this book club series is to get people to actually do (laughs) the reading and the reflecting um, and have accountability for doing that because it's so powerful. Um, Can I just say, how awesome it is that the Lord was like, um, don't read anything else. Like you just need the word. That is so amazing. I love that so, so much. Um, thank you for sharing that little insight there. I love, (laughs) it really is. It's dripping. It's dripping with scripture. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, and this is not, sometimes I go back and I read parts of it and I'm like, wow, I am not that wise. And then I think like, okay, Oh, it's ensuring because I'm like, okay, God, you were obviously like working through this because I am not that smart and I'm not smart, but wise. And I definitely wasn't that wise when I wrote this three years ago. Um, And so I just, yeah, I love that God. I love reading books by believers where you just, um, because you know, the Holy Spirit was working through it. And that's not like a, a push for me, but just, I think that's, something we can realize because I am an imperfect human and uh, other authors are very much imperfect humans and we see their imperfections on display. Um, but when we can, you know, sense the Holy spirit right in there, in their writing, I think that's helpful. So. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Go ahead. Shara, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, I was going to call you out. I want to hear some of your highlights. What did you find? <laughs> um, you love? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I, I had the foresight to go back through with the pink pen in the last week because originally oh. I was using a black pen. <laughs> um, uh, literally, if I there's something on every page. I'm not even kidding. So, um, but the, the one that I had highlighted out just massively um, was chapter nine. And this was my favorite chapter. Um, the gift of wise discretion for eating is the name of the chapter. And I just thought this was very um, like in the practical section, but very, very helpful. And it really, for me, um, was a revelation on the way you debunked self-control and like what we think self-control is and how that relates to food and body. Um, And then all this just beautiful stuff on listening to your body and how personal that is and how involved God is on. Like I literally, um, uh, I, 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 (laughs) it's all pink. It's all, all of it is pink, but the stuff in the beginning of the chapter on, um, digging into self-control, um, was very, very powerful for me personally. So I want to hide that, highlight that. And, um, gosh, Redefining it like the way you did on page 121, self-control means being able to make a wise choice for our good and the good of others. But who defines what is wise and beneficial and what is not? God does. So it was just like such a heart check 
mm-hmm. on like, what am I mm-hmm. even doing here? <laughs> Why do mm-hmm. I even think I need to be self-controlled? And it was um, massively convicting. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Aubrey. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that section is, um, man, that comes up all the time. And I'm sure you guys get that all the time, too. Um, that as like a reason why we need to be dieting is that we, you know, well, aren't we called to have self-control? And it's like, well, we're actually told that we're given self-control as a gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, so whenever we're trying to cultivate the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, the fruit of the Holy Spirit on our own, that's a red flag to me. Whereas we're le- if we're leaning in and partnering with God, there's kind of a difference, right? And that might sound to some people, it might sound like, well, it's the same thing. Um, but does the, have we got like, you know, in the instance of food, have we gone to the Lord in prayer and prayed about this issue that we're struggling with, where we're thinking about making a food change? Mm-hmm. Um, and has he directed us, hey, you know, I want you to do this, try this habit, try this now. You know, he's going to give us the self-control to do whatever it is that he's called us to. But we're not promised self-control for things that we just went out and did on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes things that are even harmful for us. And sometimes the the dieting and the physical activity choices that we're trying to make on our own aren't good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so why, why would a loving creator um, give us self-control for something that's harmful for us? So I think that's something that is just a very nuanced topic, um, but that needs to maybe be talked about in the church more um, is self-control is, yeah, comes from God's wisdom and is our good and the good of others, not, not something to be, not a weapon to be used, you know, to our detriment. Yeah. And like the part right after that, where you just kind of unpack that to the next level of, of why listening to your body um, is a wise thing. And it's okay. So I'm talking about on page 124, where you're using the examples of, you know, well, my body's going to tell me to overeat or cheat on my spouse if I'm having all these desires and this distinction between your physical desire um, and listening to your bodies and what is the disconnect there in culture. And I think you did a fantastic, fantastic job with that and, um, really brought it back to what it is, which is a heart issue. Um, Mm -hmm. and so the part on, you know, saying the desire is intensified because of a misunderstanding of God's love due to a false belief, not because of your body's wrong impulses. I thought it was just like, I had a massive light bulb moment with that and the way you just set up that contrast and explained it. I feel like that's probably one of the most common um, objections and things that we need to debunk and work through. So this chapter did such a powerful um, work there on that Mm, and how it's retraining your mind to hear from your body once Mm -hmm. you get the heart stuff right too. I love thinking of it that way. It's like retraining your mind to hear from your body because your body signals are good and they are not what the problem is. It's your heart Mm -hmm. and your mind. So I just so, so Mm. appreciate that. It's definitely in the nuance too. So this is why, I mean, goodness, people listening, we can't gloss over this stuff um, quickly. Like this is, there's a chapter here and you need to read it. It is powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Aubrey, will you kind of give us just a rundown of like the chapters and like, like a short little blurb of what's in them? Sure. Okay. I'm going to read the chapter names and I'll talk a little bit about 
um, each one. So like I said, the first half of the book is more about our mindset. So the first one and just how we got to where we are, the first chapter is the insidious side of wellness culture. So that is just pointing out the problem. What is wellness culture? How is it harming us? How is it harming us spiritually and physically? Um, So I talk about that. Number two is nourish your soul first. And this was actually the foundation for this book was um, soul nourishment and how that comes first and how that affects everything else in our lives. So that's a very important chapter. Chapter three is about condemnation's role in health and wellness. So we go back like any like any Christian book, they always go back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I guess I was super stereotypical here. Um, but we go back and we talk about when sin entered the world and how condemnation came at the same time and how that is a root, both scientifically and spiritually, of a lot of our um, health and wellness ailments. So that's a really interesting chapter. Chapter four is owning your true identity. Of course, very foundational that we own our true identity in Christ and really understand what that even means. We hear that all the time. I think I heard so many times as a, as a young, like teenage Christian, like put your identity in Christ. had no idea what that meant until I was much older. Like, yeah, don't know what I'm talking about, but um, this really walks through like verses to stand on that show you who you are in Christ that you can rely on. Um, And then chapter five talks about laying aside the pursuit of weight loss. So we are going to go there. Um, We talk about basically digging deeper deeper weight loss um, um, and what else we're wired to be motivated by. In chapter six, we talk of spirit, soul, body, and flesh. So that's me. trying to flush out the difference between body and flesh, how it's talked Mm -hmm. about in the word, because, and Aaron, even in that self-control chapter, it hits a little bit on that flesh is typically seen as bad. And a lot of us associate flesh with body and we think, Mm -hmm. okay, body bad. So, and that's not really what that word flesh means. So that's a very, um, that one for forever. Chapter seven is no power in restriction and regulation. So that gets into um, the science behind uh, restricting or dieting mentality and why that doesn't work. And also um, the scriptural basis why I say restriction isn't God's way. Chapter eight is know that all foods fit. This is actually... I think a lot of people's favorite chapter, I've had a lot of people tell me that's their favorite chapter. And that's just explaining what happens when we believe foods are good and bad. And it gives a scientific uh, basis for why we shouldn't believe that way, why they're not good and bad. And then just practical application of how we can start to shift those beliefs and describe food differently. Chapter 10 is the art of being a present eater. So that's this is again getting into more of the practical hands-on tools, but how we can be present with the experience of eating, how we can practice mindfulness with Christ um, in our eating. Chapter 11 is food is a gift, enjoy it and use it. So I talk about satisfaction in this chapter, but I um, explain it in light of the fact that food is a gift given by God and how um, we were actually meant to enjoy it. So we, we get into that. Chapter 12 is about redeeming exercise. I share a little bit of my personal experience um, 
as a fitness fanatic and college athlete and finding peace with exercise in there, but I think it has something practical for everyone. Chapter 13 is conquering body image struggles. That could be a whole book in itself, but we (laughs) put it in a chapter in here to just get you started. Um, Chapter 14 is nourishment by grace in the spirit. So this would be like my gentle nutrition chapter. If you've read the book, Intuitive Eating, this is where I talk about specifics of gentle nutrition. um, And I give more of a broad overview on purpose, um, because I think this is not the book for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think many people who are coming to this book have already read a lot of nutrition information and they're overwhelmed. So I want to help people like get back to the basics of what's important and not miss the forest for the trees. Um, and then finally, chapter 15 is living free in a culture of bondage. So we all know if we've started to practice trusting our bodies that Um, It can be hard out there living in the middle of a diet-focused culture. And how do we protect our hearts in the Lord and um, stay free in the midst of all of that? So that's what this chapter is about. And then that's the end of the book. It's really a pretty easy read. Um, I would say it reads really easily as in it's not, you know, heavy, heavy on scientific research or anything like that. We definitely, I definitely cite that in there. But like Aaron said, my hope is that people would spend some time to just go through those questions, maybe even reread through the chapter and try to apply the things that you are learning as you go. Um, I think that's how you're going to get the most out of the book. Oh, goodness. So good. So, so good. Um, I got a shout out too for your, um, you know, your, chapter on the gentle nutrition stuff, you did a really nice job of like prefacing it even within the chapter. Like, but before we talk about fats and proteins and carbs, like seriously, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) And I really appreciated how carefully you handled that. Um, and especially hearing now, you know, just like what you said, like, this isn't really the book for that. I think, um, it's just so well done. It really leaves you with a taste of grace and not like a taste of food nutrition information, which is, I think the point here. So fantastically done. I just loved it. So good. Yeah. I will definitely. It's an easy read. Like you'll pick it up and you could, you will read it very quickly. It's enjoyable. Um, It's definitely not something that's going to like bog you down. Yeah, totally agree. This is, um, I mean, and that just makes the timing of this like even better because it's a, it's a light read. It's a summer read. Like, please, <laughs> please read this this summer to read it with us. <laughs> um, we're going to have fun talking with you next month in July, July 12th, I believe is our date. Um, and I think I just want to extend the official invite to everybody listening to this. Like we are here to read this as a community and get together and talk about it and let the grace get to work in us, transforming us. And um, I think it's really powerful to do that together. And I'm just so, um, so excited that you are um, willing and available and just so, um, so kind with your time, Aubrey, to, to, to spend some of it with us and then to join us again to have an author Q&A to go over um to go over what the community gets out of reading this. I think it's so cool that um, the Lord was working on you 
and now he's going to be working through you. And um, I would just love it if you could wrap us up with a prayer for the woman who is going to be reading this book and um, just the transforming power of grace that she's going to experience as she reads. Yeah. Thank you, Erin. All right. Well, Lord, I just thank you so much for every single person who is listening to this. I ask that you would just open their heart to receive whatever you want to plant there, Lord. I ask that you would use this podcast and the book if they choose to read it, Lord, to just transform any um, any false beliefs that they might have about you, um, your love for them and themselves, Lord, and food and their bodies, that you would transform them to align with your good, good will and purpose for their lives, that you would set them free from any weight or sin that entangles them and weighs them down for their race in this life, Lord. And I ask that you would just um, encourage them to reach out to somebody or to go to um, the book group in a month, Lord, and be able to share these things and wrestle through these things with other women, other believers, um, and that you would just be faithful to answer all of their questions in your timing. I thank you for Aaron and Charlie for all that they're doing for being a vessel, Lord, for you just to spread your word to all those who are listening. God, I ask that you would just bless them and bless the show and bless all of the authors who are going to share their works throughout the coming weeks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope you will be joining us for the book club Zoom happening over in the membership site. So mark your calendars for July 12th, 2022 at noon Eastern Standard Time. Go grab your copy of Grace Food and Everything in Between and join us for the book club Zoom exclusively for members. To become a monthly member, all you have to do is head to our podcast website, intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com. And there you will click on the support tab at the top and navigate to membership site. That's where you can join the membership program for just $10 a month. You're going to be supporting the podcast and getting access to our many amazing resources that are just for members, including our monthly coffee dates and this new book club. We hope we're going to see you inside the membership for our July 12th book club. Happy reading, sisters.